time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Good to have you with us, everybody. Monday, December 16th. Ho, ho, ho. We're getting close to Christmas 2019. It means we're wrapping up the year, and a lot of us are looking forward to what's going on in the future. I'm looking forward to the Hot topic segment. We've got Dan Putney in here. Dan's been with Finastra since 2011, actually it was D&H before that. And we're going to be talking about the vision that Finastra has third largest fintech company in the world. What is their vision? Kind of thing that's interesting to see what's going on, seeing as technology becoming a bigger part of our business. So we're going to hear about their growth journey and what they're doing and how they're serving 9,000 banks, specialty lenders, community banks, credit unions, government operations, corporations. So anyway, big, big, big company. And we're going to get Dan Putney, good friend. Looking forward to having him on. But we're so grateful to have you here with us. Merry Christmas to our listeners. It's now PC Politically Correct. Say Merry Christmas again. How about that? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Very excited to have you here with us. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere, even while you're putting up Christmas lights. That's what I was doing, going back and listening to my own podcast and a couple others while putting up Christmas lights. Yeah, we did that a little late this year. It's been busy. Our daughter's wedding, our youngest daughter's wedding is January 4th. So my gosh, you can only imagine. All I want for Christmas is this wedding to be passed. I love the wedding. Looking forward to it. Very exciting. But man, big, big distraction. What time for a wedding? Anyway, appreciate it. Excited about it. Excited about the everyone asking. Do I like the guy? Yes, I really like her fiance, soon to be husband, and his whole family. Very excited. Again, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners, and I encourage our listeners to check out industrysyndicate.com. They do a great job of getting out a lot of podcast content about the mortgage industry. We're proud to be one of the founding original participants of the Industry Syndicate. And I encourage you to check it out, industrysyndicate.com. Also, I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. So grateful for all that they do to keep our industry healthy and vibrant. Also to Black Knight, who is the developer of the actionable intelligence platform that delivers data that drives growth and reduces costs. Be sure to go to blackknightinc.com to check it out. Also, Open Mortgage, leading buyer reverse mortgages. That's a big product. The Heckam Loan is one that can bring you so much income. It's also, Open Mortgage is also the home of one of the top LOs in the nation. Also, Finastra, which is the focus of our podcast today, our Hot Topic segment. The Fusion Bot Solution brings automatically addresses compliance issues as well as delivering enhanced borrower satisfaction while increasing productivity. They got a new release coming out. We're going to be talking about that. Very excited for their LOS system. Also, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, both of these co-ops do a great job of helping you connect in a meaningful way with leaders in the industry. And they talk about one of the things that I was talking to David Kittle the other day about their collab, what they do on the 
uh, peer analysis, and it's really having a big impact on some on those that participate. Lenders One does the same thing. Again, peer data so important. Lenders One gathers out all that data up and shares it with its members. Encourage you to check it out. In fact, I just got a call from our representative at Lenders One. So big shout out to Deborah Whitehead. Appreciate her and all the colleagues at both of these companies. It's also CMLA, Community Mortgage Lenders of America. Grateful to have them here with us, as well as Velma, KnowledgeCoop, VendorSurf, the new way to check out vendors. Check them out, VendorSurf.com, and Vidyard and AI Assist. We're about ready to add two more new sponsors. Very excited about all of this. But a special thank you goes out to Alice, Andy, Alan, and Joe for their contributions each and every week to this podcast. Let's run over and listen to the MBA Mortgage Minute with Rob Van Raphorst. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Last week, a bipartisan group of House members sent a letter to congressional leadership expressing concerns regarding any future efforts to pay for non-housing-related veterans' benefits via the use of VA home loan program fees. This is a budgetary offset that increases the cost of housing for those veterans pursuing a VA loan. And this action is the result of advocacy by MBA and a number of its individual member firms that participate in the VA home loan program. Also last week, the MBA Advocacy Roadshow Initiative traveled to New Mexico. This included a presentation at the New Mexico Mortgage Lenders Association's December luncheon and a dinner with its board of directors and two more PAC company campaigns with MBA member firms. The goal of the roadshow is to expand MBA's grassroots network in key states and congressional districts. For more information about this initiative or to host an MBA Advocacy Roadshow, please contact Alden Knowlton at 202-557-2816. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Check out the MBA. And while you're there, check out the Mortgage Action Alliance. Appreciate our partnership with them and friendship. They do a great job for the industry. Just was talking to Tricia Megliazzo. Last week, late last week, I just love Tricia. She's just such a, she hits up all membership. And if you want to have a great conversation with someone who cares about the industry, is passionate about it, talk to Tricia Megliazzo or any of her team about becoming a member of the MBA. Thanks, Rob. Let's get over to Les Parker with his segment on the TM Spotlight, which is this week's macro view of the markets with a music parody. Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Amesworth Advisors. Bears going to drop down to Electric Avenue and then rate ticking higher. Treasury swing while the mortgages snore. MBSs remain in a slow-moving one-and-a-quarter-year-old bull market. Traders see positive news continuing in the U.S. and commodity prices rising. Think energy, food, and industrial metals. Stocks in the U.S. are back on a bullish track. A bearish dollar market supports the bears in treasury. Bearish in the daytime. Bearish in the night. These views are my own. Go to tmspotlight.com to subscribe to my daily newsletter. Good job, Les. Appreciate that. Gary Cantrone and he team up, do a great job on their music parodies. Some of them I get, some of them I don't, but, you know. I love the effort that goes into it. It's well produced. And that one, there's no Christmas music. Come on, Bass. It's expecting Christmas music. <laughs> Joe Farr, good to have you here. Hey. Are you giggling in the background? Were you th- yeah. anticipating Christmas music as well? Well, I didn't get that segment. Maybe I, I didn't get that one either. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a good job, but he tries hard. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So MBS prices are down a little bit this morning today, about a quarter of a point. Stock market's nice, though. They're up 165. What we're seeing is just continued optimism over the deal with China or the announced deal with China. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that avoids new tariffs and it backs off some tariffs that were already there. So a step in the right direction. This morning, some pretty good data came out here in the U.S. Empire State Index far exceeded expectations, yeah, and the home builder sentiment rose to the best level in 20 years. So those guys are happy. Looking at last week, it was pretty much like we talked about on the show last week in that prices, both MBS prices and stock prices, were volatile. They were largely driven by trade talks. As we all know, a phase one deal was reached, and that proved good for stocks initially and, and not good for mortgage rates. And you know, ultimately, mortgage rates improved on Friday, even though stocks didn't move a whole lot after that. But the economic data that came out last week, they was mostly favorable for mortgage rates. When you look at you know the retail sales number was for November was weaker than expected. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Uh, really helped MBS prices on Friday. The inflation data was either at or below what was expected. You know, it's interesting, the Fed statement didn't do much, didn't have anything new or unexpected in it, but during the press conference, Chairman Powell made a statement regarding rates that he said rates would remain low until there was a persistent increase in inflation. So that's, that's a little more bullish on rates than what had been read into the statement. So that was good. Then on Thursday, ECB's president, Christine Lagarde, said almost the exact same thing. I don't know if they orchestrated that or what, but that just shows central banks are out there ready to keep things stimulated for a while, keep rates low. The calendar for this week, really pretty full there. Housing starts in industrial production tomorrow, existing home sales on Thursday. Friday's a big day with core PCE, consumer sentiment, and a third estimate of third quarter GDP on Friday. Like last week, I kind of expect there could be oversized swings in prices based on misses in economic data and and or other headlines. Certainly, trade deals will stay in the market news. Uh, We're going to have an impeachment vote this week, most likely on Wednesday. I just don't see that having any impact on the markets. I think everyone knows the foregone conclusion there. You know, the trade deals, it was interesting. I read this morning that, that Mexico... After having, uh, I think they've already signed, agreed to the trade, the USMCA, and uh, then they discovered that there was an unanticipated and unwanted provision which allows uh, the U.S. to provide some oversight into their labor practices. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But mm-hmm. anyway, there'll still be U.S.-China trade talks and you know, expect some continued volatility in what may be another week of fairly slow trading. Well, there's always these little surprises, you know. I think we're going to have a great year. What has been a bit interesting is the impeachment hearings. I thought it was going to create more of a stir, but it just hasn't. And it's kind of a ho-hum. I think you could tell by the watered-down version of of the uh, articles that they're impeaching by is really kind of really uh, such that they don't think they have such a strong case. So I don't want to stir up politics. Who do you think you don't want to go to? Politics and religion. Well, we're at Christmas season. We'll step right on over into religion. But anyway, we'll forget politics. Anyway, Joe, good job. Appreciate you being here. Wish you a Merry Christmas. I also want you to participate in the Hot Topics segment. We're talking oh, with Dan Putney. On. And so I'm looking, looking forward to having you stay on if you can. Appreciate okay. it very much. Very, very good. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, run over to talk to Scott Gordon. You know, he's got the science and sales segment. And that gets a lot of response. So listen and learn. Scott? Scott Gordon here with a bit of sales science. Are you an authority figure? 
behavioral scientists have discovered that people are much more likely to follow a person who is perceived as an expert. There's an important word you may have missed, perceived. Studies have been conducted to prove it. Physical therapy patients are more likely to exercise if their therapist has their degrees or certificates displayed on their wall. People are likely to pay a stranger for access to a parking spot if the stranger is dressed in a uniform. The therapist's credentials carry an air of expertise, while the parking lot officer is more an authority than an expert. The effect is more powerful when a third person introduces the expert. Even if the third party is directly associated with the expert, it doesn't affect perception. A group of realtors found that having their receptionist list each realtor's accomplishments before transferring customers to the realtor, their business increased drastically, 20% increase in appointments and 15% increase in signed contracts. So ask yourself, how can I structure my connections and referrals so that I'm introduced as the expert? Instead of giving your cell number to every contact, why not use your receptionist like the realtors? Let him or her introduce your expertise and authority. Or use an answering service. They can talk you up before forwarding your now-impressed clients. If this sounds too good to be true, it's not. It's just the science of sales. You know, more and more people are not using receptionists. They're jumping on that. And I, that's a good point. Are we missing an opportunity there? Good job, Scott. Appreciate it very much. If you want to check out Open Mortgage, find out if you're looking for a Heckam investor, a, a reverse mortgage investor, be sure to check out Scott Gordon's website, Open Mortgage. He and Tana have that company. They do a great job. And I'm enjoying getting to know their new CFO there. Tony just really does a great job. Anyway. Appreciate it very much. I'm getting some feedback on Les's topic there. It's really fun. I love people who text me right away. Dave, I got it. What did you not get about it? That's good. And Les says, he texted me, says, don't worry. Next Monday, I'll have a good Christmas one for you. It's okay, Les. Can't wait to get that. I love the feedback. Text me if you want. Feedback all the time. Welcome at 512-632-2900. Love hearing from you. Deborah Whitehead was texting me in the middle of the podcast. I go, what? Are you not listening? Anyway, teasing her. Appreciate you guys all. Alice Alvey could not join us today, but she did send in a pre-recorded comment. So, Alice, what you got? Thanks, Dave. Hey, everybody. Just want to give you an update on two quick things. First of all is the VA Blue Water Bill. As we've talked about, this is going to be effective for loans that close January 1st and after. The big change is the VA funding fee that you have to pay attention to right now because we all have loans in process that may have been disclosed on current funding fee rates. We are hoping they're going to close by December 31st, but they're just not going to make it. So with two weeks left in the year, you've got to do a lot of planning, look out ahead, and be very realistic for your veteran if they are not going to make it. This is a really poor customer service issue. If you are December 27th going, I'm sorry, we have to redisclose, we're not going to make it. So that's the worst position to be in, and that ultimately just means we didn't prep the customer well and we didn't plan well. So every all you loan officers, process out there, take a look at your pipelines, make sure you have really clearly mapped out, are you honestly going to get this loan closed by, you know, figure December 31st is going to be a tough day anyway, right, because only half the people are working. So, you know, really plan well, and now is a good time to think about, let's just redisclose to be on the safe side so that we can not really have a customer service issue and a potential compliance issue by missing that VA funding fee redisclosure piece. So heads up on that. Be very careful. 
Another piece I want to make sure everyone's aware of is, of course, the new loan amounts. This has been very exciting. We love our new maximum loan amount of $510,400. That's a nice big jump. But at the same time, we've got to also be aware of when you're using that newer loan limit that's above the 2019 loan limit, be very careful when you ran your DU and LP. So Freddie Mac was December 4th and Fannie Mae was December 7th. If your DU and LP findings are after those dates, and if you don't want to remember those specific dates, just watch, okay, December 7th. If I have my AUS findings with an approved ineligible due to the new loan amount, you must rerun your AUS findings and have an approved eligible. So if you're all set, any loans you're running from today forward, they're all going to be using the updated loan amounts in the system. But for those of you who need those new high balance increases, double check your feedback and findings messages that they do say eligible. We can't submit or ship and approve ineligible, even though it might say it's just for the loan amount, and you might think it's great. I know how scary it can be to rerun those AUS and DU findings, right? You just go, no, I got the answer I want. I don't want to get any new conditions potentially. Um, But in theory, it's just going to be running to recheck and get you that approve eligible for the new loan amount. So two things to check. It's a real common phase here at the end of the year. Also keep in mind that for your FHA and all your other Govy products, it's case number order date. When did you order that loan number through the agency? That's going to be whether or not you get the new higher loan maximums. Dave, that's my report. Back to you. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. Appreciate you, especially with you not being able to make it today. Take the time to do that. I just love the way she communicates. I mean, even I'm thinking she's talking to me. I mean, she makes it so personal. There's some lessons in that. When you're talking to someone, learn how she records that. There's some great material there. And if you want to check out all of Alice's stuff, because I there's a lot in there. You go back and go to our website, Lickin' on Lending. You go to the website. You'll see the home button, and then there's shows right below that. And when you hover over that, you have the drop down. You can check out all the hot topic segments, and just those, the weekly updates, the NBA minutes, legislative updates. Tech Reports, Andy Shell's The Profit Doctor segment, Joe Farr's The Macro Markets, all right there. Of course, you also want to learn how to be an advertiser. There's a place for you to check that out. Anyway, Alice, thank you so much. Appreciate you bringing us that information in a good and timely manner. I want to say a big thank you to all of our sponsors, but Finastra has been a sponsor with us for so long, and we're so grateful to have them there. I want you to check out the MortgageBot Mobile. It's a pretty impressive piece of software. When you're looking to compete with other technology out there that has a rocket associated with it, you need to check out the mobile part. We'll be talking about that a little bit later because we have Dan Putney of Finastra on as our guest. Alan Pollock is not going to be able to join us. He's doing some traveling. And I go, I was texting him earlier. And he goes, Art, I can't believe I'm missing this one. And it's on FinTech. So his topic. But he says he'd be happy to sell his time to Andy for $50 an hour. Andy, I think that's a little pricey. We'll just give it yeah, to you. Yeah, I think I'll that? pass on that. that, that that'll be fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll swap with Joe straight up. So, yeah, exactly right. Anyway, love you guys. What you that's got, Brent? Value. Hey, Dave. Well, today is... December the 16th. So we are heading toward the end of the year. Home base is in sight. And we're getting ready yeah. to slide. So we're coming to year end. So why does that matter? Well, it matters because it's Christmas, and it matters because it's New Year's, and it also matters because for most people, it's end of a tax reporting cycle. So mm-hmm. not everybody, but for individuals and most businesses, it is a year end. And 
when you talk about tax planning, there's one key distinction that we need to remember, and that is cash basis and accrual basis. So cash basis means that when you spend it, you can deduct it. Accrual basis means that when you recognize it for accounting purposes, you also recognize it for tax purposes, irrespective of if you've actually paid it or not. Individuals are pretty much always cash basis. Companies can be either or. For the most part, uh, probably a lot of mortgage companies that are LLCs that have adopted S-Corp treatment for their taxes, that they're probably going to be cash basis. But there's an election that people can make. The point is, you got to know which one you are. But thinking through year-end tax planning. So we're two weeks away from the end of the year. We should be pretty close to being able to calculate our year-end pre-tax profit. Now, for tax planning purposes, for mortgage companies, a lot of CPAs are saying that the IRLC revenue is not taxable. Now, that is uh, remains a debatable point. Apparently, there is a revenue letter that's come out that's supporting that. So just make sure you're really, really clear with your CPA who's doing your tax return to identify and get it in writing that their opinion about treating the IRLC revenue specifically and how it affects your tax planning process. Now, for people, for regular people, Regular people? Yeah, for all <laughs> of us. the regular people. <laughs> yes, yeah, us mortgage banker people, not a company, but just a person. So we've got, we've got year-end things that come up. So we've done one big thing is, do you, have you maxed out your 401k contribution? It's good to go ahead and take care of that. You still can extend it in, in the next year, but might as well take care of it now. The big thing about year-end for people is if you've got a flexible spending account, an FSA account for your health insurance expenses – as contrasted to a health savings account, an HSA. If you have an FSA for health care or child care, those you either spend it or lose it. Use it or lose it. So you've got two weeks right. to spend it. So be sure and spend it. If you've got an HSA, it doesn't matter. It rolls over perpetually, so you're good. So if you're an 11, if you're an 1120S or a 1065, what that means is if you're an LLC that may be formed with a group of people – and you have adopted 1120S, or if you're a partnership tax return, then you need to look at your K-1 distributions. You want to make sure that your K-1 distributions are aligning with what actually has happened with your payments. So your payments are going to be what really happened, but your earnings distribution may be different. And that can cause all kinds of problems. If you've actually paid somebody more than they're actually going to receive on their K-1 then that now becomes an advance rather than a distribution. It could even become a return of capital, and that could trigger capital gains. So if, it, if there is an over-distribution, the common practice is to treat it as a loan, but that can be problematic as well because that's then considered a reduction in capital for warehouse line lenders. So on and on it goes. I don't want to get too deep on this topic on this call. But it's important to measure all this stuff. Watch what's happening with taxes. So the last point as we start wrapping up, if you're just a straight-up 1120, that means you're a corporation and you're being taxed as a corporation. So that means that all of the personal stuff doesn't matter. Your entity is taxed as an entity itself. So that means if you want charitable giving to be addressed within your corporation, then you need to take care of that. If you have pension plans or profit-sharing events that need to take place within the calendar year, you ought to take care of that. There's That matters for some testing. There's a Form 5500 that comes back and tests 
profit sharing, including 401k plans. So you want to make certain that if you're going to match employees as a corporation, that you've done that. Because if you don't do that, you can fail some of the 5,500 testing about highly compensated individuals. So just be aware of that. If you're the CFO, this stuff's not new to you. It's just a reminder. If you're not the CFO, you may want to go, huh, did you guys take care of that? If you're the president of a, of a corporation, you may want to make sure your CFO has addressed all of these things. Now, lastly, we need to look at 2020. It's coming around the corner. It's almost here. I'm excited for what we experienced in 2019 and the tax consequences that many people are facing because of it. So you had to, you had to make the money to have to pay the taxes. So while there is a, a downside of taxes, it's an expense, it's a privilege of living in the United States, it is nevertheless a, a cost, but you had to made the money to spend it. So that's a good thing. You made the money. Now, the forecasts for 2020 are showing declines in refinance. So 2020 is likely to be less generous to independent mortgage bankers as it was in 2019. So that means we need to plan. We got a great big get-out-of-jail-free card in 2019 after experiencing 2018 and the margin compression. Margin compression has returned a little bit, not totally, but we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared for what's happening in 2020. It's coming up in two weeks. Have we got our financial plans in order? Do we have our cash flow forecast rolling forward into March? All that stuff needs to be extended so we take care of business and address year-end taxes. So now we get to talk, though, more fun things, mortgage mortgage check and taxes. You don't want to say that in the same (laughs) sentence. We want mortgage tech to be a fun thing. Mortgage tech and taxes. That's that's a buzzkill kind of thing. Mortgage tech is exciting, but taxes. Anyway, yeah, I was just meeting with my accountant and with our attorney this last Friday, going over stuff. Man, it's it's just so good to get good advice. And Andy, you just provide it in clear way. I appreciate you so much and the knowledge you share. And you were teaching last week. Where where were you teaching? Come on, brag on you. It's me bragging on who we have contributing my good friend Andy Shell, Dr. Andy Shell. There's a training group that provides training to CPAs just before they start their audit cycle. So for most independent mortgage companies, the audit cycle begins in October and ends in March because we have our FHA deadline. Mortgage companies get audits because of FHA. And so the CPAs who audit mortgage companies come to a training session every year where they get refreshed about mortgage companies. And so I speak at this session I have for the last 12 years, and I spoke to the CPAs who audit mortgage companies last Monday in Las Vegas and talked all about some of the challenges around interest rate lock commitment, derivative asset, fair value methodology, and I also went through hedging and hedge accounting and all that stuff. But getting the guys ready, getting the team, all the mortgage, all the CPAs tuned up so they're ready to go. So if you're looking to hire a CPA, one of the things you can ask them is, hey, do you attend the AHA CPA <laughs> training classes? And if they say, and yes, we do, they're going to know more about your business. Yeah, that's good. And they should also ask one other question. Did you attend Dr. Andy Shell's session? You should have. Hopefully you did. Well, while I, just before me was Monique from the FHA. So one of the top people mm-hmm. out of the HUD who comes over and helps to make certain CPAs know what the FHA requirements and the the HUD requirements are going to be for this year is there every year with me as well. So she spoke and then me and then several other folks who are industry experts came on and talked about 
accounting things that CPAs need to know. So it's a great ser- it's a great series. It's one. Thanks for asking, Dave. Conference. I'm glad. Well, you did a great job. I mean, you always do a good job making the complex simple. Appreciate you being here with us each and every week doing the same. You want to get a hold of Andy well, Shell, be sure to do so. Contact him at andy at mbs-team.com. Thanks, Dave. Andy, you bet. CFP, CPA, CFF, CMB, PhD, whatever else there is, alphabet soup. His name, but I'm glad to have him on the podcast and have him as a great friend. Folks, this ends our weekly update. What's going on in the industry? If you're listening live, just stay right on because we're going to get right into the hot topic segment. If you're listening on a downloaded basis, we cut it off right here and we start fresh and new with another segment that you'll listen to on a downloaded basis at our website. And I encourage you to check it out. Last week we had on Ted Dozier, past president of Jenny May, talking about surviving the next five years of mortgage industry. Before that, we had Barrett Burns talking about the Vantage score, what's going on there, and the FHFA ruling. Also, we talked about two sessions on M&A. There's just a lot of content. This stuff gets downloaded a lot and shared. Pretty exciting. Check it out. Our website at Lickin' on Lending. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. Again, we have Black Knight, Open Mortgage, Finastra, MBA, Lenders One, The Mortgage Collaborative, CMLA, as well as Velma, KnowledgeCoop, Vidyard, VendorSurf, our newest sponsor, and AI Assist. Thanks for listening, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.